0: Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. It's been dubbed the Aussie version of Downton Abbey. Place to call home airs on television screens tonight with some top names like Noni Hazelhurst and Bevan Lee. Our TV critic Mark Hadley says religion is all the way through this, but it's also an interesting take on our culture. A very interesting follow-on from our conversation with Nick just then. Mark, welcome back to Open House. It's great to be here. Like to see you. Tell us about a place to call home. Look, a place to call home, I mean, I am scooping the the station cuz it's pretty much going to air now. It's just like so open house. If yes. you're <laughs> if you're watching, if you're in radio, let me tell you, you know, anything you miss, I'll just sup, I'll sum it up here for <laughs> so you. So, spoiler. <laughs> yes. spoiler alerts. Look, a place to call home is this new sort of iconic drama that Seven has put together. It's it's really their big budget one for the year. Mm. It's their play for the year. And, and it is of the level of a pack uh, of um uh Packed to the Rafters or uh, Always okay. Green, and that sort of stuff. Yes. We're looking it that big budget Australian, you know, production. Uh, and in fact, it actually comes from the same stable. So Bevan Lee, you know, who worked on or basically brought Pact to the Rafters to Australia is now bringing a place to call home. And what I, and in fact, indeed, my wife as a producer wanted to know when we were sitting there, can you do... Um, Australian historical drama, you know, of the level that a Downton Abbey can do, or something like is that. Is it anything like Downton Abbey? Look, Downton Abbey is so different to our world that sometimes you're just amazed. Thankfully, by the, yeah, by the brass bed knobs and <laughs> <laughs> just in the, in the upstairs downstairs stuff. And that's it's, way of talking. Yeah, it's yes. it's just fascinating. So you you watch that, but we all have a sense. of what Australia is. And even if you've only lived here for a few years, you start to get a sense of the character. So you know when it doesn't play well on screen. Mm -hmm. Now, um, I can tell you from growing up in sort of country-coastal town that this is really what it was like to be in these towns. The monocultures that develop around towns, the sort of... uh, key people who actually define what is possible and what is not uh, this is really coming through uh, in A Place to Call Home so to summarise the story, it's set in 1953 onwards, basically you've got um, a, a nurse, sister Sarah Adams coming home from being away for 20 years overseas uh, she's a native Australian but she's had to leave home under you know dubious circumstances, we'll find out more as the series goes on, Marta Dusseldorf plays her anyway, and does a marvellous job she comes home, but on the way home in the Ship. She's working her home. It's a working passage on the way home, and she comes in contact with uh, a family from Inverness, the Blies, a really wealthy farming family, uh, and she learns by accident in just doing her job some of their secrets, so to speak. And I'll leave that for the people who are catching up on DVS, <laughs> and in the process of doing so, you know she has in a sense a, a little bit of pressure that she could bring to bear on this family, but she's too nice a person to do otherwise. Okay. So. She goes home. She finds out that things fall apart with her own mother. Her own mother's sort of like a a bit of a basket case after her brother died in the war. And so uh, she can't stay at home. Her mother won't have her there. Uh, And she heads out to this little town, this little sort of um, community built around Inverness. And there she sets up shop as the local sister, you know, as part of the hospital. Mm -hmm. And so you have. Basically, enough skeletons. No one really knows, you know, where Sister Adams comes from uh, and why she spent all that time over in Europe. And you've got the skeletons of the Bly family, and everybody's in, as in most things in country towns, as everybody knows. Yes, everybody knows everybody else's yeah. business. So you've got all these sharp, you know, sort of bones clanging around in the same closet, uh, and this stuff is just going to come out over time. And you say there is a lot of religion in it. Yeah. Oh, yes. And it, look, it's nineteen fifties Australia, uh, and that is a very religious time. In fact, look weirdly. Uh, 90s uh, Australia and 2000, you know, the, the early part of the 21st century that we're in, is in stark contrast to how we were as a culture. Uh, we have turned the corner, for better, for worse, whatever you think, and we are really not very... You know, godly. It's not really our conversation. It's not really our motivation for anything we do. Yeah. But in the 1950s, people belonged to tribes. So you had the Catholic Church in the town. You had the local. There'd be the Protestant variant. It might be the Methodists. Might be the uh, Presbyterians, or you know, the Anglicans. Uh, and then you also had. Um, the Jews now this is Judaism was um, I think more prominent in Australia than it is today. I mean in some suburbs in australia it 's still very prominent, but by virtue of what had gone on in the war and the consciousness and in fact if, if you like the national guilt in fact the international guilt. Over what had happened to the Jewish people, it had a higher prominence in the fifties too. But people still had a lot of these hangover sort of anti-Semitic thoughts too. You know, people used to think terrible things about the Jews, money lenders, etc., etc. You know, not worth going through now. But the point was that you had all of this tension based around religion, and so there it is on the surface. Can you trust a Jew? Could you? Could you marry a Catholic? Yeah. You know, um, what what can you do? It's it's hard to portray in this day and age. How big those issues were. Look, I remember my dad telling me um, that uh, that that my mum was not the first woman he'd tried to marry, Uh, and I I laugh over that as a kid. Oh yeah, like of course you tried, but you love mum. Oh yes, yes. But there was this other girl I wanted to marry, but the parish priest wouldn't give permission, so I couldn't. Yep. You know, and that was it. And yep. and there was that was the world we we're in. I grew up in a country town which I'm fondly I love my country town. I know there are probably some people listening in. Um and I I call it a country town, it's country coastal, it's beautiful. It's about a hundred kilometers and ten years away. You know, like any time, any time you go down there, you feel like you're just shifting back about a decade, yeah. and it's beautiful. You know, there's wonderful things. Um, you know, you've got the country women's association, all sorts of things. Yeah. People are just, you know, walking around the streets talking about jams they've made. You know, so it, that's wonderful. And yet, at the same time uh we had a very strong we were a protestant town if you wanted to be a uh, if you wanted to be a mick if you wanted to be a catholic that was two towns over yeah you know and so that sort of that sort of thing is very prominent and weirdly what a place to call home brings out which i think is really good is just how skin deep all of that was because everybody went to church because if you didn't you know, there was something wrong with you the, the butcher went to church because people wouldn't buy meat in the main street from a butcher who didn't go to church you know, and the, the news agent, the news agent who on you know, Monday to Friday would sell the most incredible things, you know, in brown paper bags, would be there on Sunday. You know, so you have this sort of culture that is this thin. Deep. There's this wonderful moment where in which um, uh, Nomi Hazlehurst plays Elizabeth Bly, who's the matriarch of the Bly family, and just look, I watch it just to watch Nomi yeah, Hazelhurst. She's but great. she's amazing. Anyway, she uh, she comes in and she castigates her son George for falling asleep, uh, and he says, "Oh, you know, it was a good sermon," and she says, "You slept all the way through it." I said that's what I mean. <laughs> like, <laughs> didn't interrupt me. I was okay, and that is very much yes. like, can I get through church? And you know i 'm wearing my, my suit and tie can I get through church without being bothered too much get on with my normal yeah, life the rest of the week it's and, get, and get everything yeah. else to work out now I think that the the great thing about a place to call home is it's going to talk very much about uh, forgiveness you know there are a lot of characters in this in this you know, early framing of the story who need to talk about forgiveness. There's a struggle between um, Sister Adams and her mum, her mum and how she feels about Sister Adams and what she did to the family and turning her back on the family and becoming a Jew. And so there's those sorts of tensions. Uh, And then there's also sorts of things going on between the Blyes and Sister Adams and all sorts of things. Forgiveness is going to be a big issue. But what is going to even underlie all that is why we forgive. Now, why we forgive in our day to day is that we say look no one should point the finger we've all got to be tolerant so basically let everybody alone that's why we say we forgive each other you know like i can't cause trouble for you don't you cause trouble for me let's just forgive and let live and let live but forgiveness in the 50s was based on something quite different it was based on the idea that you had been forgiven so, how could you hold somebody else accountable? Uh, in, in a religious society, you forgave because you were an object of forgiveness, you know, not just because no one else was pointing the finger. And I wonder whether or not they're going to bring that through. I wonder whether this faith is going to be anything else but window dressing. If it is, uh, here's my prediction if it's just window dressing, then it might as well be packed to the rafters. We've just changed the hats and put old Fords on the street. Be nice to see if it did amount to something. Well, a bit more, just for once. If they're honest about the culture, and this yes. is the thing, you ask me, is it Downton Abbey? Well, Downton Abbey was honest about the culture of the time, you know, warts and all, good and bad. And what I'd like to see is honest looking at nineteen fifties culture. Sure, there's some hypocrisy there too, but there was some real religion underneath it. Is it going to be a success? Just quickly, mate. Give me six months, and I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> There's I'll, a man who commits himself. Twenty twenty hindsight. Mark Hadley, thank you so much as always. We hope you enjoyed this open house podcast. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au